welcome to another episode of Solidarity, the Singleness Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget, and I've been doing this for three years. Can you believe it? For those of you who have been with me since the beginning, thank you. I appreciate your presence. (laughs) Although I don't know everybody, I will say... This podcast for me over the past three years has been such a great way for me to process all the thoughts I have about my singleness, especially because three years ago I had just turned 28 and I think I've said this before, but I cried three times before noon on my 28th birthday. My life just hadn't turned out how I wanted it to be. I thought I'd be in a different place. I thought I'd be married, maybe even starting on the first kid, you know. But nope. (laughs) That's not how it worked out. Instead, I was 28, planning to create a podcast about singleness. And even that took me long enough. I mean... So much of my singleness has been deliberation. Like, should I do this thing? Oh my gosh. Should I make this big decision? What happens? What do I miss out on if I say yes to A, B, C, D, E, F, G? And I'm really glad for how things have worked out. But what I wanted to talk about today was timing. As you can see, the episode title is called A Celebration of Time. And I think that in December, for those of us who celebrate Christmas, Advent is actually all about time. It's about waiting for Jesus to come, waiting for Christmas. And actually, I feel like everyone in 2020 has been in the Advent posture. We've all been wondering, when is this going to be over? When is happiness coming, celebration coming, can it be 2021 already? I think that's what Advent's all about. It's sitting in the hope, sitting in the mundane reality that we live in, knowing that there was a promise that something good would come, knowing that this can't possibly be all there is knowing that darkness is not the end of the story. But there's joy and gift and hope and love. And I honestly think that's super universal. I don't think that's just for Christians who celebrate Advent and Christmas. I think we can all like understand and feel and relate to that exact feeling. The waiting, the waiting and knowing there's something more. Singleness is like this a lot. (laughs) For those of us who are romantic, at least. Singleness is so much of, ugh, this is not the end of the story. This is not how it will always be. The loneliness of singleness can be very much like Advent. Can Christmas just come already? Can I just find love already? Come on. (laughs) 
And yet for some of us, uh, the Advent season is longer than just, you know, a couple weeks. It's like the Advent of our love lives, the waiting for romance to strike keeps going and going and going and going and I just think it's a form of torture to be honest it feels so wrong (laughs) and then there's some people who can sit in their singleness and live vibrantly in it and there it's not even really a second thought because the truth is when you're single you are exactly you you are an individual who has wants and hopes and dreams, and you will be that same person in a relationship. You may just learn other things in a relationship that you don't learn when you're single. And they may be to the benefit of you becoming single again (laughs) or for you to be never single again and yet always growing in partnership. You all know me by now. I advocate for a singleness that is full and vibrant because I think the world does not do that for us. If you hear my roommate singing in the background, she's really belting it out, (laughs) which is awesome. This is the reality of being 31 and having roommates. I love it, actually. I did get to live alone for two and a half months this year, or actually a total of three months this year, three and a half months. And it was lovely. Like I was not suffering at all whatsoever. I did not feel lonely even actually. So I kind of know that I wouldn't be lonely if I lived alone, but I also know that I wouldn't laugh as much because I laugh so much with my roommates. I'm kind of getting off track. Back to this idea of timing. I was on a walk a couple weeks ago and I I was just, it was like an impromptu walk. I had had a morning meeting, like my normal morning meeting on a Monday morning, and it was 10.30 and, or 10.45, something like that. And I thought, you know what? I need to get my morning sunshine. If you haven't ever heard, if you go outside before noon and you let like your retinas or the back of your eyeballs or something um, see sunlight unfiltered, It sets your circadian rhythms right so that you'll actually be sleepy like 12 hours later or something like that. So I wasn't giving myself a good chance to be asleep before midnight, but I wanted to go on a walk. I wanted to just feel alive and fresh. And I think I was so struck by the fact that like my job, my jobs even (laughs) have afforded me a life where 2020 has been like pretty wonderful for me. I mean, it, (laughs) and I feel like, wow, what privilege, what privilege to be able to even say that I have been untouched and unmarred by a lot of the problems of people in 2020. Um, I'm here with everyone in the collective stress of it all. I'm here with everyone in the disconnect and the loneliness and I'm here with everyone in the like big question marks, the unknowns. Those things are all a lot. But the fact that I got to go to Denver twice 
and I even got to go to Hawaii in San Diego <laughs> with friends. I've been able to do huge home projects, DIY home projects, and learn to do other DIY things like gardening and flipping furniture and fixing things. I just, so much about who I am has expanded this year. And a huge part of it is because of my job. They give us six months off every seven years. And I really honestly think every profession should have something like this. Or maybe we as a people need to make it part of our culture. Maybe us millennials should start. That every seven years you give yourself six months off. That you save up enough money to pay for it. Make a deal with your boss or make a career change or something. Every seven years takes six months to just do the minimum. (laughs) And the funny thing is I still worked. Um, I always have part-time jobs. That's for sure. But I did not do the hard work for a while this year. And even coming back into a virtual reality when it came to ministry, I mean, that was a whole other thing. But there was still so much flexibility. And I wonder if other people out there who've had to work from home or have gotten to work from home also felt this like level of flexibility. You don't have to wear fancy clothes. You can make yourself food every day, like for every meal, which is just so nice. Um, go on walks, you know, you can go right outside and go on a walk or you can sit outside when the weather's nice. So I was on this walk after a meeting because I, I could, I could have got right to work, but I decided I need to go on a walk and I was really soaking up all of that reality. Wow. I have such a beautiful life. It is such a beautiful day. (laughs) The sun is shining I don't need to be anywhere else or be anybody else. This is awesome. And I thought everything that's led me here, everything that God has given me in my life is is amazing. It's the best. It's better than I could have made up. Even in the midst of the question marks, I'm still in awe of the life that God has given me. It, It feels pretend to me sometimes, honestly. But the thing that struck me just as soon as I like had that thought was that, whoa, I do think that. I think that God has provided wondrously more for me than I've even asked him for. And you guys, I ask a lot of things from God. But when it comes to my singleness and romance and whatnot, I don't have the same attitude. (laughs) I think that's the one area that God has reserved um, his providence in. That's the one area he's held back or that he decided, you know, I'll give you everything else but that thing. You know, I'll be abundant in every other area, but not this area. And if that really were true, then... (laughs) Theologically, I need to get some things figured out about who I think God is and what I think this is all about. 
But the world we live in like teaches us that we earn things. It teaches us that everything that we have, we need to deserve it, you know? And even though I think people get turned off toward Christianity because they think it's judgmental and you really have to earn it in Christianity, um, I think the world is just as merciless. I think the world will just as easily cancel you if you don't act the way it wants you to act or be who the world wants you to be, society wants you to be, you know? But that's just not how it works in the kingdom of God. Before Jesus, you are precious and beautiful and worthy and loved. And you don't even have to do anything for those things to be true. God is a father who spoils. God is many things, not just a father. So hear that. But he definitely is a parent who spoils his children. The fact that you wake up every morning because he wants to see you smile again that day. He wants you to taste new foods that day. Feel the sun shine on your face or the rain fall on your skin. Like, I know I'm being very poetic right now, but what graciousness. The God who creates beautiful sunrises and sunsets brings rain right when you need it. God is the reason that like when you take your clothes out of the dryer and put them on, they feel so good. Like what? We have nothing to do with that. That's just a sensation. That's true. What if it felt like nothing, you guys? (laughs) But it's like so nice. It's so nice. (laughs) Or like walk into a subway for those of you who don't know what Subway is, it's a sandwich shop. You walk into a sandwich shop and you just feel like you're eating bread already with your nose. Is that not God? Is that not divine? <laughs> and I just think that is who I see God to be. And how do I not apply that same creator, that same romantic divine being to my love life? Like, I'm not fooled into thinking I'm some main character. Like, it's all about me. I need to have it all and get it all and quick. But I do think that God loves me and looks at me um, and thinks of me. And that applies to all of you guys, too. I just think that God has enough power, enough goodness, enough might, enough love, all of us all the time every day every second which is another reason why I want to champion singleness you can have everything without ever getting married without ever being in a relationship you can have it all you are not incomplete and maybe you're like me and you need to know That there are certain areas of your life that may feel like they're lacking. But that doesn't mean that you're not whole, that you're not valuable, that you're not loved. So, when I was reflecting on that thought, that I apply 
God's providence and his beauty and his overabundance and his graciousness to me in every area except my love life. I thought, this is crazy. Everything that God has done for me has been at the right time. Everything that he has turned out better than my prayers has been just when I needed it. In fact, I may have mentioned this, but I'm writing my book on singleness and I've been sitting in that story this month and trying to come up with words and structure and how do I share my story in a way that makes sense? How do I share some of the thoughts and ideas I have in a way that sits with people and changes and transforms their hearts from believing false things to believing the truth? I realize that right now is the right time for me to be writing this book. Not two years ago or three years ago or four years ago, but now. Not because I've done a podcast on singleness for three years, not because I'm actually an expert on it, although I'd like to say I am, (laughs) but actually because I finally am embracing my story as valuable and valid, that my story can be a blessing to you and your story. That what I've been through might help you. (laughs) So here's to timing. The timing is right. Always. I don't think that God withholds from us what he doesn't want for us. And he doesn't punish us. I think God wants a relationship for me just as much as I want it. But he wants it the right way, the best way, the most beautiful way. And I think I've probably said this before, but all God wants is our yeses. And so I think that he's really orchestrating something in my life where I can say yes with my full chest, you know, that I can really give a relationship my all. And I love that. And I totally believe that for you too. And if you're out there and you don't know Jesus, like you you don't have a relationship with God, I would just encourage you to explore it and start praying and start thinking. What if Bridget's right? What if Jesus does have something for me. The best life. The truth is, I already have the best life here and now. Did I think I would be doing this podcast for three years? Kind of. <laughs> Singleness is all I know, you you guys. like <laughs> That's all I know. But I also, I don't know how much longer it will last. And... This podcast might end before my singleness does. I don't know. I know this episode will. (laughs) As you can tell, I'm doing this kind of stream of consciousness. I'm not even going to edit out my silent pauses because I want this to feel like you're sitting with me. Maybe in your car, maybe at home, and you're just listening to your friend babble on 
And hopefully in those pauses, you're thinking about yourself and your story. I just want to encourage you. God does have good for you. And he gives it to you. Like, just at the right time. Even regardless of if you deserve it or not. Regardless of if you ask for it or not. He has good things for you. I hope for my sake and for his sake that I see the goodness that he is giving in my life, the here and now. I hope I don't miss out on it. And you know, pain is character building. Pain makes us stronger. Waiting to, you know, and I don't like to preach or advocate for waiting the way evangelicalism has done for so long. I think we've really robbed ourselves. Spent all this time thinking that we are preparing or waiting with bated breath for something that's so temporary and can be taken from you. I don't know that we teach waiting and patience well in our society because time is money. And time where things aren't being produced feels wasted, doesn't it? But I don't think that's true. I think all this time that you have in this season of your life is valuable and precious and beautiful. So I would just say trust. Trust in the timing, as cliche as that might sound. Learn how to sit in your pain and uncover really what's underneath it all. You have longings that are normal and and given to you. (laughs) And it's okay to expose those and see where have you been going to meet those longings and are those okay places to go for those things? Are they healthy? If you do get to be in a relationship really soon or far in the future, you're going to be a better person for it if you see your time as always precious and if you see now as always valuable. We can't keep looking ahead. That moment on the Camino when I was sitting outside a bar, I got myself a Coke with lemon And I was drying out my feet. Probably I've walked like 12 miles that day so far. I knew my friends were ahead of me. And one of my friends had decided to stay behind. And I was alone. It was the tiniest little town. But it was the first time on that trip that I felt like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I didn't need to make a decision to stay behind I am not going to force my body to go faster than it can and hurt myself. This is who I am. Five foot two, small stubby legs. <laughs> Freaking rocking calves, I must say. Actually, my legs are muscular all around. But that's beside the point. The point is, I just felt such a holy and sacred moment that right here, right now is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like literally on the map in the world, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing no faster and when you like drop the pin 
at where you're at right then and there, there's something so freeing about that. You're not worried about what's behind you. You're not worried about what's ahead for the moment. And you just be present in your body, present in the space that you're in, and accept it and love it. I really seek out that experience in my everyday. And I think that's been really important for 2020 to just accept where you're at and accept that right now is precious. And that what you have right now is precious. And that you are more than that. That you transcend all the things that you have and all that you are, really. Maybe in the future, all your wildest dreams will come true. And maybe not. I think that something that's really been weighing on my heart lately too is just you could be alive one day and gone the next because we've seen it happen so many times this year whether at the hands of coronavirus or at the hands of police brutality you could be holding a sandwich you could be fighting for your life you could be live streaming from the hospital and then gone the next even when you had all these plans I think one of the best gifts we can give ourselves is to be present. And I, I don't think that means just thinking everything's okay and pretending like everything's good, but to just be real about what's going on and to accept the place you're in. So coming back to this idea of Advent, Advent means like arrival. The you know, Israelites, the Jewish people were waiting for their Messiah to come. And no one had spoken, like no prophet had spoken to Israel in over 400 years. In fact, I don't know that they listened very much when the prophets had spoken, maybe after the fact. But no one had spoken in over 400 years since Malachi. And then... Jesus busts on the scene as a little baby. (laughs) And God decides to send an angel to Mary and to Joseph to say this is what's happening. Um, He lets a few other people know this this is going to happen. He tells these shepherds. He tells these magi or what they call wise men who are like scientists, astrologers kind of. Um, Maybe some people would say they're astronomers. I don't know. I'm not convinced. But God lets all these different people know it's time. I have arrived. (laughs) And he doesn't arrive in this like really beautiful way. Well, okay, it's really beautiful, but it's, it's, it's messy and ugly and disgusting. Like it's not in the most beautiful hospital or that he's born already a king. They're like in a barn. And they didn't have anyone but each other. Just Joseph and Mary. They didn't have a place to stay. They would find out that there might be a ransom 
for every little boy's life because Jesus' arrival, and they'd have to flee. And on top of that, Mary and Joseph almost got divorced before things even really got going because Mary got pregnant and not by Joseph when she was single. (laughs) The whole story is crazy. But out of it came the most beautiful and important thing in the history of the world. And that's Jesus' life. People now talk about Jesus. At worst, they say he's fictional, which is historically inaccurate. But honestly, Christian or not, people love that guy. And uh, he's my favorite. (laughs) I... I just want to say, like, the longing in your heart for anything, the waiting in your heart for anything is actually still for Jesus. You want to know that you are loved as you are, that you are seen, that you are valued, that you are safe, that you are held, that you are understood without having to prove anything, without having to earn it, just standing there, just being there. And I believe Jesus is the only one who can offer you that. He doesn't make you pay a penance or prove yourself. There's this little story of this rich man who comes to Jesus and says, hey, how can I like, you know, inherit the kingdom of God? And, or like, you know, like, be, be saved. <laughs> Jesus is like, oh, we'll follow the commandments. And the guy's like, I do that. Which I think is possible for people to do. <laughs> and he, he's like, oh, well, I know what you lack. And he tells him to sell everything. And then come back and follow him. And that man you know, kind of puts his head down and walks away. But in the middle of it, after the man says, oh, I follow all the commandments, have since I was a kid, it says Jesus looked at him and loved him. Jesus, like, can see us in our lack. He knows what we lack, and he still loves us, and he still invites us into more. He's telling that guy that even everything he has is worth giving away to follow him. That's crazy. (laughs) The truth is, if the timing of love coming into my life is never, that I die never having been touched the way I wish I could be touched, held, cared for, um... I can still live a beautiful life. And the truth is, the life after this one is the one that I'm longing for. And after a year like this, I feel like that's the main thing I should be longing for, (laughs) is the next life. 
So it feels so tricky. I believe in one of the most beautiful things. And yet I'm just really human. And I have to remember in my humanity, Jesus is just going to look at me and love me. And keep inviting me. Keep inviting me to sell everything I have to follow him. Whatever that looks like in my life. And I'll just have to keep doing that. Honestly, I think selling everything I have to follow him does look like sitting outside a bar in Spain and saying everything before and everything ahead doesn't matter. I am yours right now. You know? I feel like I'm getting really metaphysical about all this, but we're already over 30 minutes. And I want to say here's to timing that the timing in your life would be beautiful and that as long as we're here in this journey together, we'll just be pressing forward. I hope 2021 finds you so well that you feel more loved and more known and more yourself than you've ever felt before. And feel free to email me solidaritypodcast at gmail.com if you want to tell me about your 2020 and you want to tell me about what singleness has been like for you this year I'd love to hear it tell me what you've learned about being present tell me what you, you're learning about Jesus <laughs> I always say this isn't a Christian podcast and I, I will stand by that but I'm a Christian So it's a Christian's podcast, (laughs) but I want to say it's for everyone. So if you're out there and and this isn't what you believe, I hope it's has struck some kind of chord with you. All I really care about, like really at the core of who I am is that you would know Jesus. And that goes for anyone. If you're a brother or sister in Christ already, you might need this message just as anyone else. So Again, I I just hope that this end of the year finds you well and that you go into the next with hope that what you're waiting for will come at the right time. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and share it with your friends. If you're having a conversation about singleness, share it with your friends. Yeah, I need all the help I can get getting the word out. I'm not much of a, sale, a self-salesperson. <laughs> I'm, I'm egotistical enough to record a whole podcast of me talking um, for, you know, 30 plus minutes at a time. But I don't have enough money to market this the, quite the way I want to, so I need you. <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell whoever. <laughs> all right. Love you all. Have a great end of 2020. Happy New Year, and I'll see you in Season 4.